Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. We had a couple of technical difficulties and Cooney got really angry and ran off. And so <laughs> we missed her. So that is okay, but that's all right. Krista Phillips is here with us today to talk about rom-coms and meet cutes. So I'm going to read her bio real quick and then we're going to dive in. Krista Phillips writes inspirational romantic comedy. She believes a sprinkle of laughter and a wee bit of chocolate makes everything a little better. She blogs regularly about life as a wife, mother, and follower of Jesus, and mother and mother of a child with a rare congenital heart defect. That sounded weird as I read it, but it's life as a, got you, and as yeah. a mother. I can read, I promise. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, she blogs regularly at KristaPhillips.com. Or Krista. Yeah, I actually haven't blogged in like two or three years. So nice. I try to into my bio and say Krista blogs every once in a while, every couple of years. There so, you go. All right, Krista no longer blogs regularly yeah, at KristaPhillips.com. Or something else. But Krista you know, used to blog regularly. Yes, she did. She also yeah, used to blog at Inspire Romance. And we okay. are like trying to like, come back, Krista. <laughs> Come back to yes. us. Don't feel too much pressure, but anytime, just let me know. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> feel, feel a little bit of pressure. No, a little bit. A little, little, little bit. bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ron um, has been enjoying like a little bit of a golden age, it feels like these days. Do you have any thoughts on why that is? We'll start with Krista. Um, I think whenever we go through um challenges like as a in like in the world as a world I guess maybe that's a, it's a Friday afternoon you guys and I <laughs> it's gonna come really hard for me tonight so so sorry. Um but I think whenever you have any kind of um big event like we did with COVID I think we've seen it in like throughout history um that like comedy is like such a release and I think just having that feel good something that when the world feels like it's going crazy and to have be able to pick something up and that makes you laugh I think is a really good outlet and I think that that is um one of the reasons I think a lot of people gravitate towards that um coming in so I'm so sorry if like the world out here gets a little bit loud for a second because Annabelle just at home um speaking of Annabelle so um, she is, she is my sweet little, um, daughter is being really loud right now, I'm so sorry, uh, but she was born with a congenital heart defect and we spent almost a year in the hospital and I remember one day, it was about two or three months into, into it and I was sitting inside her hospital bed and you know, she's on the breathing machines and all of this and it was like super scary times and I put my, I pick up a book who's literally just sitting there listening to machines, you know. And it was, I can't even remember the book, and I wouldn't even tell you guys if I did, because I pretty sure I threw the book. But anyway, um, it was about, I don't remember what it was about, but it was something about the hero was dying, and she was trying to find, like, um, she was trying to find a guardian for her kids or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's been a long time ago. And I sat there and started sobbing, and then I threw the book. I'm like, there's no way. I cannot read a book like this right now, you know? And I remember thinking, like, I just need fun. I need something that's going to make me smile. 
I need something that's going to get me away from all of the crazy and the sad that is filling my life right now. I don't need something to commiserate. I need something to take me away. Uh, and that's what it did for me. So I think that's kind of what long time's doing for us. You know, everything's kind of crazy. There's just a lot of crazy in the world right now in the last couple of years. And I think long time really helps um, give an outlet to be able to make it smile and get away from it all for a minute. Noral, do you have anything to add or a different different thoughts, different perspective? Oh, no, I'm 100%. When the economy's bad, rom-coms are just the boom. And it's historical. Like if you go back to the old days when people would go to the pictures or the movie cinemas because there was no television or anything else, um, all those wonderful, funny movies all happened when there's wars going on and there's drama happening in the world and it's just a wonderful escape into a rom-com. And I've been reading a lot of light funny rom-coms precisely for that reason because it's just nice to sort of escape into a great story. Valerie? Yeah, I was thinking too that with COVID and all the drama in the world in the last few years, but I think the resurgence happened before that. Uh, it may have helped it to continue and gain momentum, but we've we've been on this this thing with rom com for a bit longer than that. And yeah, I mean, when when things are crazy, we just we just need something lighter. We need a reason, like you said, to smile. And I've been I've been burning through a lot of rom-coms myself in the last few months. Just I don't want to have to think too deep all the time. Yeah. Um, so there's plenty in life that makes me think deep and, and I, I don't shy away from it when I need to, but I also appreciate not having to every minute. Fair. Fair. To uh to quote a rom-com from the 80s, ditto. <laughs> there you go there we go that would be ghost for those of you who don't watch movies <laughs> valerie um <laughs> actually if that qualifies as a rom-com it's probably just a romance it wasn't very calm it had comedic moments mm -hmm. but anyway um so what are the necessary pieces of a rom-com or what what makes a good rom-com and i think we're probably going to all have different thoughts on this one maybe some overlap but I think there are there are varied answers possible here so Krista tell us tell us what you think are the necessary building blocks um I think there's quite a few necessary things I'm going to put my top two and I think I'm going to try for when I'm writing long time um number one is quirky characters I think you have to have a character that is fun and it has quirks um, I think it's just um, normal or having, you know, they still need to have conflict. You know, you still need to have, they can still have deep conflict. Uh, but having that, like a like quirky habits or quirky mannerisms or quirky dialect, you know, just having your um, dialogue be very, that means that dialogue, dialogue is what I meant. Um, just, yeah, having, having quirky ways that, that they um, say things or, um, the one of the characters I'm writing right now, she's a sub character in one book, and now she's the main character in the one I'm trying to write right now. And you're like, trying when I have time, but um, I'm giving I make her, she really likes old murder mystery TV shows, like Murder She Wrote, partially because I binge watched Murder She Wrote this <laughs> which I know is really dumb. Um, uh, and Matlock, I probably shouldn't say that, but anyway, 
Um, but that's one of her, she loves all of those old murder mystery kind of things. So she's constantly trying to like make little mystery things out of things. It's just her quirk and it makes her funny. And she makes all these funny puns that probably the people that have never watched Murder, She Wrote might not actually get, but it'll still be funny. So um, quirky characters, I think is number one. I think you can't have a boring character in a rom-com and have it work. Um, and then unexpected or embarrassing circumstances. I think whenever something um, happens in a book, and the funniest scenes that I can remember are ones that are like, oh wow, that would be so incredibly embarrassing and you weren't expecting it. It's like, you think everything's kind of going normal and they're like, oh wow, I did not expect that. And I would be thoroughly embarrassed if that happened. Um, and you almost like put the book away for a second because it's so embarrassing because you're in that moment and you're like, oh my gosh, you can't believe that just happened. Uh, I think those are those shocking moments in rom-com that that's really what makes you laugh. And I didn't expect that. And that was funny. And I really wouldn't want that to ever happen to me, but it's really funny that it happened to the character in the book. So I think those would be my two top two things. But again, there's a whole bunch of answers that you could say. Valerie? Um, I would say humor, um, obviously. That's <laughs> the part of it. Um, but that's that's really tough because all of us are so different and what tickles our funny bone is so, so different. And I've probably DNF'd more rom-coms like ever than any other subgenre of romance because my sense of humor does not is not the same as every author of rom-com, right? So I'll, I'll read it and I'll go, well, that's just dumb. What's the next one? What's the next one? And then when I find an author that, is weird like I'm weird then I'll read everything so um so it's it's definitely humor super subjective but it's writer voice is a lot of it too just the and it's usually first person and and they're holding stuff back and then it comes out and you're just like oh my goodness it was kind of like that yeah that unexpected circumstance and you're just like but it's in voice as well mm -hmm. um it just has to be that I don't know. I can't even explain it because I can't write it. I can occasionally <laughs> get a little punch of something that I hope makes my readers smile. Maybe, maybe even <laughs> tuckle once, but like the that LOL all the way through, I can't do that. I don't even try. So. Narelle? I pretty much agree with what everyone else said. And it's it's knowing who the character is. So I think, I mean, I'm not always a fan of first person, but I adore first person with rom-coms because I think it's almost compulsory to because you need to be really close with the character and you need to be hearing what they're saying for the humour to come through. And it kind of makes me think when I was watching, there's an Aussie TV show called Offspring, which is not PG, so please don't go looking it up thinking it's <laughs> PG. But you actually hear the main character's thoughts. She's a, um, she's a paediatrician. Um, and through the whole series. And that's when I really learned about sort of the subtext of it's what people are thinking and what's going on and how other people are interpreting it. And when you see it on the screen, it's very clear, but it's very hard to write in a book. So hats off to all the people that can write rom-coms because I think it's very hard to do and I admire you all. And when you get it right, I just love it. So I think for me, I agree with quirky characters. I think it's it's very hard to do rom-com with your normal everyday people. Um, if you think we're just like, not that funny, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like probably one of my favorite TV shows ever is The Office. Um, both like the yeah. US version and the British version. And nobody in either of those shows is normal. Like they're all incredibly quirky. Um, and that is what makes it so funny. Plus, then you also have the unexpected slash embarrassing moments that are um, secondhand embarrassment cringe fests almost um, where you want to die a little bit for a moment too. Um, and and I can only handle so much of that. Like if there's too much of that in the book, then sometimes I'm like, I need a little break <laughs> before I go um, too much further. I tend not to like a lot of like 12 year old boy humor um, when it gets, if it's too much of that, then but some people love that, you know, some people are going to love that and just think that's the funniest thing ever. So, you know, and that's the great thing is that there's enough that's funny to somebody that, that if you can write it, somebody's going to probably think it's funny. So, um, so, but yeah, I tend to agree. I liked how uh, Krista characterized it, you know, with the quirky characters and then those sort of unexpected, Mm -hmm. potentially embarrassing (laughs) situations that you're just glad that are not your potentially embarrassing situation (laughs) and what I think is fun is when you've got because sometimes you can read a rom-com and laugh Mm -hmm. and if you if that happened to you it might not be funny but because you know who the character is and what they're like then it's incredibly hilarious and that's what I really appreciate is when authors can get those characters and really dig in and give the reader the insight into what's going on in their head and what's important to them and what's happened in the past and why what's happening right now is the biggest disaster ever. And I just love that in rom-coms. For sure. For sure. So I do think that a funny meet cute often sets the tone for a rom-com going forward. Now meet cute is a fancy word that writers use. Um, I feel like it's become a little more mainstream in the reader world that people know what it means, but it's basically, it's when the hero and the heroine meet and it's cute. Or not cute. Or, or not cute. I know. It's a, like, word. it's a phrase that I wish would just like die. Away. I'm sorry. Yeah, and here no, I am using it's, it. It's a real, it's a real term. It's a term. I, it's yeah. Stupid. Anyways, you should, sorry. Yeah, it should be a cute mate. I'm the, always meeting, the meeting between the hero and the heroine, if it is North. funny, all right, or embarrassing, or both, all right, in rom com. Um, for example, I'm going to totally steal probably something that we all have on our lists in. A kind of country Christmas. Yes. When this By poor man falls into a Christmas tree full of very expensive Christmas decorations that cannot be afforded to be replaced, that were just placed just so, not five minutes, minutes ago. And ruins her day and her tree. And oh, by the way, her struggling business. Like that is the pinnacle of fantastic meet cute fantastic Mm -hmm. because there's just like how do you come back from that you can't but Krista does but you're just you look at it and you're just like just just walk away and like move to you know Timbuktu at this point this is the Abu Dhabi somewhere (laughs) where you will never run into this person ever again um that is um 
that is to me what you need in a rom-com meet cute. So what other elements do you love to see um, in that sort of thing? Are there non-negotiables? Are there things that you don't like to see? Krista, what do you, what do you look for? What do you try to make sure you get in there? Other than Christmas ornaments. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I think we should call it a meet unique because I think that's more applicable. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of where I'm going with that with my meet cute goals. Um, it's something that is a little unexpected, um, like falling into a Christmas tree and running your own day um, and maybe the business. But, um, so unexpected, but also something that has been overdone, which is really, really hard to do because there's a lot of really good rom-coms out there. So trying to find something that's unique and not overdone is very, very hard. Uh, so trying to find something that is not overdone or you haven't seen done in that way. I mean, everything's been done at some point in time in some way, you know, just the idea that the you know, a hero or heroine does something embarrassing and upon meeting is, you know, that's been done, but how can you flip that and make it unique that is not like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that to happen. Or wow, I don't remember that having happened before. Uh, so I think really making it unique is to me one of the, one of the goals. Unique and intriguing and just something that makes them... I don't know. It's hard, really hard to put into work. Kind of like saying, like you said, humor for rom com. Yeah, really hard. Like, what makes humor? It's just it's going to be a little different. But what makes that you know, your meet cute is that? Oh, that's you know that's a really funny way to be. Like that's a really funny story we can tell our kids someday. That's kind of you know that has to be. That's like what could they tell their kids in twenty years and be like? Guess how my mom grew up on that. You know, what would be that funny thing that we could say? You know, I always told my husband that, uh, or didn't tell sorry, when I was, you know, when I was that 13, 14 year old girl dreaming of maybe my, my first charming, um, I, I always, I really prayed for it. You guys, so dumb. I was such a dumb 13, 14 year old, but I prayed that God would like give me a really funny, fun story about meeting my future husband. I'm like, I don't want to just like meet him at school and like date and then get married five years later. Like I thought, like that's boring. I want something fun. So my husband and I met in a chat room back in like 1998, like right around the time that whole you got mail thing happened. Um, so we have a really funny story that we met in an actually Christian teen chat room, but he was 20 at the time. So he wasn't really a teenager. So he wasn't really supposed to be there, which is kind of funny. Um, so we always have this funny story that we get to tell people about meeting. And so and so I, that's what I think of. I'm like, well, it's a funny story that my characters can tell later. And that's going to make a really fun meet you for a, a story. And usually it has to have some kind of conflict because no book is good if your characters meet and they're in love and they like each other and they're dating all the whole book. And then they decide to like get married at the end. I mean, that's not a book. That's, that's, that's very That's black. life. We hope. It's yeah. Life. Yeah. 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 Um, so you have to have something that, you know, your meet cute usually has to involve some kind of conflict um, that kind of sets the stage for the conflict of the whole book. So I don't know that that's the best answer, but to me, it just seems unique and noteworthy. But 
Right. If they're going to meet at Starbucks, it can't just be that he sees a cute girl in line and buys her coffee and they sit down and have coffee together and, oh, let's go on a date. They yeah. need to, like, one of them needs to, like, baptize the other one with this extravagantly expensive drink and, and somebody, yeah, it's, it's got to be right. more yeah. than just uh, just meeting for sure. Yeah. Has to go spectacularly bad. <laughs> <laughs> And I would even say spilling coffee on her. It's been done a hundred times. Oh, it so has. Yeah. You drop your ceramic mug that you just bought and it like cuts her foot, you know, or something like some major, I'm not, that's not funny, but you know what I mean? Something that's like, oh, that's not normal. I was expecting the coffee spill. I wasn't expecting like 911 call the ambulance because this lady came <laughs> before. You know, that oh, for sure. That, that would change it up a little bit. Yeah. So great. What a funny story to tell in 20 years to so your grand, right? Do you have anything to add, Narelle? Um, I I really think it needs to have that emotional connection and it needs, I mean, that's where the power comes in a meet you is that there's sometimes a spark of attraction that's acknowledged, sometimes it's subconscious. But if we think about a kind of country Christmas, if that situation with the Christmas tree getting trashed, let's, let's say someone's working in um, a department store and they hate their job and they've been told by the boss they're not allowed to go to lunch, they have to decorate this Christmas tree and they hate the Christmas tree and they decorate it and in a hurry and someone walks in and trashes it, that's not going to have the same reaction, the same power as Krista's story does. That's going to be, oh, thank goodness that tree's gone. Like that's just, you know what I mean? It's going to be a completely different reaction. And oops, and I it, got fired for it. Whatever, oh. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, totally different. There's no emotional investment in the tree, whereas for her character, her, her the store and that this tree was just so emotionally important to her and that's why him doing what he accidentally did was so hilarious and emotionally angsting like you just you could just feel it you, you could feel your chest constricting and your heart sort of going oh no because you just knew how important it was to her and how his accidental mishap has just created so much trouble and so that's what I look for I mean the situation with coffee being spilled is so cliched but it can be twisted in a way that makes it less cliched and is unique but then it depends on the characters and that's where the great writers of rom-coms do really well because they create these fabulously unique characters that give us these unique meet cutes that hook us in and give us this big smile by the end of the book cool all right so I think we're probably ready to talk about books at least for a couple minutes um that are either a great rom-com or have a fantastic meeting is that better Valerie meeting <laughs> Or both. or both all right so um we'll we'll take turns krista do you have one that comes to mind it can be your own if you want it to yeah uh, it's really wrong to have it be my own okay but, um i i'm gonna use one of my own in a minute but i think at the moment um i was thinking about um pepper's authentically um it is a little bit different of a book it is, um, it is, she says this word so much and I, my mouth doesn't say it well, it's pistolary, is, mm -hmm. is that right? Yes. I'm so excited. I, I type words, you guys, I don't say them. Same. <laughs> but yes, so Authentically Izzy is written about 50 to 75% in letters, or I'm not letters, emails. They're in emails. Um, and it's just really interesting to write a book 
that's in like a one perspective that it's just people telling each other things in emails and trying to tell a whole story, a story that's funny in that is very difficult. And you know, a lot, a lot of skill that went into that. I think that sounds really, really hard to me. Um, so I think I loved it because even though it was all these letters, I still followed the story. I still, even their letters made me laugh. Like I felt all of their personalities in it. Um, it, remind, it reminded me, I sent an email to a small group a long time ago and I, you know, I, I love to write. I mean, I'm a writer, it's what I do. Um, so, but even when I send an email, you can, you can hear my voice. Like you can, like, I know I'm just it's part of it. It does it on purpose. But one of the small group leaders replied back and said, I like, how do you say every single one of those words? <laughs> It's so weird. And that's how I felt with this book. I like I heard uh Josephine and I heard Indy's voice and uh I heard Luke's voice and like I heard all three of their voices and I heard um I don't remember Hero's name at the moment because most of it Brody. Anyway, um, but I was sitting here trying to cheat and look it up and I hadn't scrolled long enough to find Hero's name. But anyway, but Indy was I just you heard all of them and it was so fun and it was uh it was just their bickering their banter i love ban banter is like has my heart in rom-com um they're just the back and forth banter and just so much fun so they she would be my first one Valerie, she did do that one well and i agree that that even though it was all texts and emails and that that um conversations were related in a way that made you feel like you heard the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, the first one I want to talk about is by Jesse Gussman. It's called Me and the Tidy Tornado. It's the second book in her Good Grief Idaho series, um, which is about several sisters. In this one, um, divorced, very straight-laced and frosty Tamara uh, decides to buy an ATV. So she goes to um, a shop in the next town over and she's talking to this sloppy kid on the floor who doesn't believe that this woman in a suit and heels wants to buy an ATV. So she asks for his boss and he points up to the window overhang that's over overlooking the floor. And so she's like striding across to the floor, but or to the stairs and there's this remote control car that keeps zipping around her feet and then backing up and charging at her. And she's really, really annoyed. And she looks at the kid and he doesn't have a remote in his hands. And she's like, she's sure he's doing it, right? So she's like furious and she gets to the top of the stairs and she's gonna tell the boss, like get after that kid down there. And she sees him lounging against the window with the remote control in his hand. <laughs> He's been doing it because he could see how uptight she was. And he's like, I'm going to have some fun with this lady. So um, is that one you've seen anywhere else, Krista? No, no I haven't. No. <laughs> no, exactly. Well done. Yeah. So, so I found that that amusing because because he was amused. And then all of a sudden, like, he realizes that she's actually serious. She has money. She can write him a check. And he's like, maybe I shouldn't have annoyed her quite so much. <laughs> oops but uh but he couldn't help himself 
Yeah. So anyways, it's, it's amusing and keeps, keeps being amusing from there on. Narelle? Are we going to have time to talk about two or just one? Probably if we talk fast. Two. All right. Very good. All right. So the first one I'll talk about, which is Meet Cutes, and I have mentioned this before, is Autumn by the Sea by Melissa Tagg. And it's the Meet Cute where she's in this house and she doesn't think anyone's home and she's arrived there. Everyone's supposed to be out. She goes upstairs, needs to use the restroom, obviously, and then ends up there's he's in the he's in the shower and she ends up in the bathroom and she ends up locking herself in the bathroom with him and it is just hilarious and when you sort of explain it you have to actually read it it's one of those situations where it's actually reading the way it all unfolds in the story is what is funny as opposed to these two people are in a bathroom which could be very boring <laughs> or it could be a more steamy romance genre which it's not so it's not steamy romance it's not it's clean it's just hilarious. it's not risky at all in the shower there's probably steam yeah. oh yeah there was yes there's real steam but not romance steam if that makes sense but that one I read that and I had tears pouring down my like I was just laughing and laughing and laughing and everyone's my husband and I was like what's wrong with you <laughs> it's like I just could not stop laughing it was so funny so I'm giving that one a mention again so Autumn by the Sea by Melissa Tag, which is a romantic mystery it's not a rom-com but it was a very funny meet you so I'm gonna go with Olive by Heather Gray um, which is not probably technically a rom-com, but Heather, um, Heather is always funny. I feel like, um, well, and I think because, because, uh, I think she writes a lot from, um, in her own life, she's gone through a lot and has found the value of humor to, to heal, um, from that standpoint as well. And so Olive, um, the the meeting the meet cute there olive has has taken this temporary job as a personal assistant to sort of this reclusive person and she shows up at the door and she knocks on the door and the guy opens the door sees her takes one look shakes his head no and slams the door into her face and, and she's just kind of like uh what and um, because he refuses to hire a female. And, and so it's this whole big thing. Um, but then it goes on and it continues to be hilarious because he'll only communicate. He does end up hiring her, but he'll only communicate with her via text. Yeah, uh, He won't speak to her even if they're in the same room. It's, it's a very, very, it's also though, as much as it's hilarious, um, it's a very deep spiritually book as well and very touching and very, just fabulous but I feel that way about Heather's books generally but yeah. um but yeah. there's They're so much moment. humor that it feels like it's just going to be this funny story and then you finish and you're like wow that was amazingly deep in addition to just re refreshingly uplifting so do you have a second one Kendra? uh Krista I don't know why I wanted to call you not Krista but yeah. Apparently, we're making up new names today. <laughs> you know, I don't buy anything. That's fine. Um, other one I was thinking about was, I guess I'm just gonna say one of my own. Um, because I'm off the cuff here. Um, I'm gonna do my first one before. So my first book I ever wrote, well, second book I ever wrote, first book published was Sandwich with a Side of Romance 
It was kind of a goofy book. I was born in a town called Sandwich, Illinois. And so when I was trying to think up the book, I was like, that's something funny I can write about. It's born in Sandwich, Illinois. That's really funny. There's something funny there, right? So uh, I, the story about how I came up with the idea is one of my favorite stories, okay? It is, I was sitting in the parking lot of the grocery store. My husband had run in for a couple things and my kids were getting annoyed. And so I said, hey, let's brainstorm a story idea. And my um, daughter here at the time went, gosh, she made him a 10 or something like, no, she was like eight. I think she was eight. Anyway, um, she's 22 now. So it's been a while. Um, but she, I said, okay, Carolyn, how, this is how you, you know, brainstorm a book. Okay. You first, you have to have a hero and you have to have a heroine and there has to be a really big problem. Okay. So I said, who do we want our heroine to be? And she, she's like, Maddie, I love the name Maddie. And I said, because probably like half of the kids in her class were named Maddie at the time. I'm like, sure, Maddie is her name. And so then we have the hero and actually ended up changing the name. But uh, we have the hero. She's like, Maddie's a hero. And he's like, okay, Maddie's going to be a hero. And I said, well, now I need a really big problem. I need a really big problem like that makes these two people have like a big problem between each other, you know, because they can't just like each other and date because work and she's like he gives him a bad it gives her she gives him a bad haircut and I said well there you go that's a great that that's a great really bad really you know bad way to start like what if she's cutting his hair and he like falls asleep to like husband like falls asleep at everything all the time so it was kind of like a funny thing that happened in her house so I'm like what if he like nods off and she like took a big chunk of his hair off? and she's like that's great so that is the start of that is the meet cute and the sandwich was the side of romance and you know obviously then I built big characters and Maddie ends up being you know it's based in sandwich Illinois so she's from Chicago and she's super young and she's a former foster kid and uh she had a really really tough life and she's like super new to Jesus she at the time she's like uh I think she'd been a Christian for like six months but she grew up in like the projects of uh, um Chicago and the foster care system so this is like a rough and tumble girl she's not you know your typical heroine um and she's not your typical heroine christian christian romance either um so i've gotten some slack about the way she talks to god in my books but i'm like you know if you were 20 years old and you've known jesus for six months and you grew up in you know the foster care system in downtown chicago you you don't have the nicest mouth either i don't person she really bites back her curse with a whole whole lot um but I just I love the story of redemption through it um and one of the I was going to say to you this is what I was trying to think of the thing um I feel like some of the best romance rom-com comes naturally I think if you go into trying to write a book and be like I'm going to write a funny book it just it falls flat and that's when you get that slapstick humor that just was like man you're trying really hard to yeah. be and it's just, I don't know, the best humor just comes naturally and you're laughing as you write it. And some people have it and some people don't. And that's okay because I don't, I, I, probably three fourths of my bookshelf is non rom com and it's historical romance or contemporary romance that doesn't really have comedy in it. But um, to have a good comedy, it really has to just be natural to the voice of the writer, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I think that. Mm. 
what makes the best room run yep. but there you have a second valerie i do i'm going to mention a nearly normal nanny by <laughs> none other than krista phillips um when i was thinking through uh -huh. a bunch of the rom-coms that i have read over the years and like what was the most memorable kind of meet cute mm -hmm. i kind of went back to this one so the uh i did not write down the characters names i almost always do anyways she is the <laughs> nanny of a pair of twins and she hears an interloper come into the house she's responsible for these children and what is she going to do well she's a little over the top anyway but you have to be oh, i'm sorry girl but you are in a rom-com so you have to be over the top you don't have a choice yeah so she grabs the fireplace poker and clouts him with it <laughs> knocks him out cold only to discover that he's her boss's brother and the kids are like you like whacked our uncle is he dead <laughs> you know um so this whole series, which started with A Kind of Country Christmas that we've mm -hmm. already talked about and goes through a few other ones, um, and this one. Um, yeah, if you want novella bite-sized length rom-com, then um, head on over to this series. Yep. Her name is Sadie, by the way. It actually took Sadie. me- Thank you. I, I always write it down, except I didn't, so I can't say <laughs> always anymore. No, exactly. What was his name? Brandon. So that's good. It's been a minute. All of a sudden, I'm like, Brandon. Oh, I Brandon. Yes, I'm sure Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, yeah, there was a Brandon in one of the novellas. I think that was it. <laughs> Narelle? Um, I'm going to quickly mention Husband Auditions by Angela Ruth Strong, which I have talked about before because I just love this book. And I think what kept the the humour and the rom-com humour going, well, the meet cute is where she turns up in a bridesmaid's dress. All her friends have um, all got married. She's now living at a brother's. He's heading overseas, so she's going to live in his room. And he's got two very quirky um roommates who become the heroes and heroines of future books um but anyway um one of the the guy who ends up being the hero is also one of the, the people staying in the house and he's the couch potato that has a, has a little dent in the lounge or the sofa where he sits because he just literally is the couch potato but he's also a cameraman and so she's got this great idea she's found this article about how you can 1950s and how to catch a man and so he gets this great idea oh i need to do a new project let's go and film you tra traveling around the place trying to catch a man 1950 style and and so it's just one funny situation after another. But, of course, he falls for her and she falls for him and they don't think they're right for each other. And I just thought it was just a fabulous rom-com with lots of funny moments that were paced really well. So it wasn't lots of humour too close. It was a very, and it had some depth to it in terms of the story as well. So the second book's coming out this year and I can't wait to read it. Excellent. I enjoyed that one as well. Yeah. I the one thing I thought was fun about that one is when it started and she walked in and had the guy on the couch and I was like, man, I hope he's not the hero. I don't like him already. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh great, that's the hero. I'm not gonna but but I kept with it and I loved it. It was great. And it was I I like it when people can take a character like that and flip them and make you actually fall in love with them when they yep. do first blush, you're like, ugh. Well, the heroine 
did not think he was hero material. No, no, no. he didn't either. But and Angela did a really good job of making us not think that either at first. And we're mm-hmm. like, I think we're gonna date. No, no. But then as you got to meet him, I was like, okay, I can, I can get, I can get around with, get on board with this. I actually sent Angela a message after I finished reading it about the second book because you can kind of tell who the next character is gonna be. I'm like, please tell me he does not end up with that girl. And she's like. He does, but I promise you, okay, you're like, like, okay, you made me okay with this one. So I'm, I trust you that you're going to make me like her to you in the next one. And I'm sure I will. So it was, it was just really funny that that was, but, but yeah, I ended up really liking him very, pretty, pretty, pretty. Mm-hmm. So it worked. All What's right. Linda? I, I am going to mention A Match for the Marine by Jess Masterakos. Um, I like her rom-coms because they aren't over the top, but they're still very, very funny. To um, they're they're not the crazy humor; they're just funny. Um, and so with them, the heroine, who's I didn't write down any of the names, and it's been a minute since I've read them, but um, she is in a competition to be the one to take over this matchmaking agency. She just has to match um, more clients than her competition in this set period of time. And so um, her next up is this Marine who is sort of like a nerdy programmer Marine who would rather sit in a room and play video games all day than go on a date. And his mother is the one paying for him to be match made. And he's like not really interested at all, but he's doing because he loves his mom. And so um, the other lady who's competing to take over is sabotaging all of the first lady's dates, trying to sabotage all the dates. And so that is part of the funny. Um, But then also the Marine really likes her. And so he starts sabotaging his dates because he'd really rather go out with her uh, than, than any of these people that he's getting set up with. And so it's, it's really kind of cute and funny. Um, it's a great story. I enjoyed that one. As it's well. just, it's, it's just really fun and well done. Nothing super cringe, not a lot of physical, like, oops, I tripped kind of humor, um, you know, but, but just smart and fun. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It's sweet, not Christian, but, um, but I don't, you know, that doesn't matter with rom-com so much to me. So final rom-com slash meet cute thoughts. No, Krista, what are you working on these days? Are you writing? You said you were trying to write. I'm trying to write. So I took a couple, God told me to take a couple of years off. Um, he told me to take one year off and then he said nope so not ready to not take a year another year off so um I last and toward the end of the last year he um said it's okay to start a little bit and tiptoe but um I feel like before that I had gotten I was trying to do way too many things and I feel like my um family was suffering because I was like all in writing but I also had a day job and I had special needs kiddo and I had kid getting married and then she had it's just it's been a really whirlwind over the last couple of years so um he really just said because some other things are going to be priority for a minute and so 
Um, and then oddly enough, he like makes a movie out of one of my books while I'm taking a break from writing. So um, that was really weird and it's still really weird. Um, cool. but, so I started writing again last year. I did what everybody tells you not to do in the book world. I took the first book I ever wrote back in 2008 when I started like, I'm going to write, you know, um, and I rewrote it. So it's super dated because it was back in 2008 and like sure. flip phones and it was pretty funny. So how extremely dated it was. Um, but she still had a, like a landline that she like knew that's going to come out. So, um, and there's just a lot of things. So I scrapped it. I rewrote the whole entire thing. I one or two scenes, I was able to bring back in like a section of a scene and a, but my characters stayed the same and like the general overarching of the book stayed the same. Um, so I just finished that um, last fall and I'm working on editing that um, and then writing book two. So you are so much braver than me tackling an old story like that oh my I goodness loved, I always loved the bait like the root of it mm -hmm. I'm, like I cut teeth on that book I wrote it in three months it was my very first book I ever wrote and then I realized that it was utter crap and that it was just awful because I didn't know how to write uh, so I spent a couple of years going to writers conferences and meeting people like you and just learning the craft and trying to figure out how to write well and so every time I learned something, I would get so excited and I would go back to that book and edit it to like, you know, fix that part of it. And so it was so disconjointed because <laughs> I like, it was just edited like probably a hundred times. Like literally every single time I learned something, I went and like tried to fix it. So it just, it wasn't working anymore. It really needed just to be scrapped. But I still know that I looked, I lived with those characters for like two and a half years and they were like near and dear to my heart. I'm like, oh, everybody really needs to meet Jack and Jenny. Like they're just, they really, really need to meet them. So um, I'm really excited. I don't know if the publisher will take it or if I'll self-publish it. I don't know, but it'll get out there at some point. I remember being your critique partner back then. And I remember that first scene and I remember saying to you, send me more when you've got it so that still yeah. holds by the way that's exciting oh, i remember good. i remember just bits of that first scene and that yeah this first thing is no longer there it, it, it got come up oh well then never mind totally <laughs> But you'll have to come and visit us when you get finally get it published, however yeah, it gets published. Absolutely. Please come and talk about it because there's lots to talk about if it's been an ongoing project and Valerie was involved in the early days. It <laughs> sounds really fun. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm thank glad you, you could make it work. And um, seriously, come back when, when you've got a book to talk about for sure. I would love to do that. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, we're happy to Our do it. Our privilege. Thank you everyone else for joining us. We would love to hear your thoughts on rom-coms and meat cutes. Um, we're open to suggestions for renaming the meat cute. Um, <laughs> leave us a petition on the YouTube, uh, the YouTube, there I go talking like a granny again on our, <laughs> on our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page. And um, you can find or information Facebook, about right? the podcast. Say it again. Or on the Facebook, right? Yeah, on the Facebook. Yes. <laughs> um, if you're, uh, where was I? You can find information about <laughs> inspiromance.com slash story chats. Uh, 
please, if you are on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. And we will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.